0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the week of UFC 284, but before we get to that card, which we will have a show at the end of the week, we must first... Talk about UFC Vegas 68. I think that's right, right?
1: Yeah, I thought it was 69 <laughs> earlier in the week. 69. Yeah, no, don't
0: worry. We'll get to 69, baby. But uh, <laughs> we had a, a fight card this weekend, a UFC fight card. We had Bellator this past weekend. This is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today on this Tuesday afternoon?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. The sun's out. It's 78. Uh, I, I kind of want to go out by the pool, lay by the pool, and pretend to read a book, but uh, just slept, and then um, here we are.
0: Here we are, baby. It is a wonderful, glorious week. Uh, we do have a big fight, a, more of a uh, hardcore MMA fans fight, uh, as opposed to the casual fan, because although it's the number one and number two pound-for-pound guys in the rankings, not a lot of your... Sort of casual fans will know about what's happening between Alex Volkanovsky and Islam Makhachev uh, from Perth, Australia. But like I said, we will get to that later on. We have news to talk about after. Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler, the Ultimate Fighter coaches, they will fight by the end of the year. We will have all thoughts and stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about all that. Um, But first, we have a Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak Main event card, which was uh, this, uh, I know we usually don't do, I know I always claim that we're going to do award shows, and then it's just like, I don't even like doing them, and I like go through it, and I'm just like, who really cares, uh, but this, if we had to give an award out for the worst card of the year, this might be the worst card of the year by the end of the but I mean, there's a couple coming up that it's just like, wow, but this one, you know, when, when it's all said and done, this was a bad one.
1: Yeah, especially the main card because it started out with a big upset and a nice a nice fight, and then the it ended with you know a quick finish. But all, you know you had a Devin Clark WrestleFest, fest, and then the Tybora, and then there's a draw. Like the main card didn't really hit. I fell asleep. I had to go back and um, rewatch the main Enco main. Um, it was like three a.m. I was all weeded up, and I just passed out. the The road to the contenders uh, was it? Road to the UFC. Road to the UFC. Yeah, those fight. I mean, they're okay. You know, the, the there was there's a lot of suspect judging and refereeing going on in those it was also just um, glorified
0: so yeah. like ultimate fighter fights, basically. Yeah, that's, pretty much. That's what I got from that. Oh. And um Yeah, I mean we might as well just get into it. Uh Sergey Spivak, the the polar bear, was in the uh, main event against Derek Lois. Uh what a one sided, non competitive event this was. Uh Derek Lois you know, I mean, is usually kind of a one-trick pony. If he hits you, you go to sleep. If not, then you, you know, you you are able to take him down. And usually, he offers a little bit more resistance on the ground than uh, than he did on Saturday night. But uh, you know, this fight went went down at around what 12 a.m. local time in Las Vegas. It was around you know 3:15 yeah, here on the East Coast. Uh, I mean, poor people, you know, over uh, over in England watching this at 8 a.m. or you know. It was just a wild, uh, you know, just time zone sort of thing. This is a very rare insane. occasion. They were trying to uh, cater to the Asian uh, community uh, with this fight card supposedly supposed to happen in uh, Korea, I believe. Uh, I, I think yeah. Korean Zombie was the main event at some point. Or yeah, it was it supposed it to be apart, on it. And then it just, yeah, it right. fell apart. They weren't able to uh, get it done. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, Spivak took him down six times. Eight attempts, six times. He just kept dump, picking him up, dump, pick him up, dump, pick him up, dump. And then, you know, eventually Derek Lewis kind of just gave up and gave gave him the arm triangle. And uh, he just, I mean, just took, Just I mean, there's just really no other way to say it other than this was pure domination. Derek Lewis came in at 264. He looked slimmer. He looked good and in great shape. But, he, I mean, it's just he's not at that level anymore, man.
1: Yeah, he's pretty much done. I mean, no, didn't land a significant strike or any strike. Didn't land anything. Um, he only landed four in his last fight, but you're starting to notice a dwindling. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you look at his strikes landed in most of his fights, they're going to be low. But it's starting to get to the point where, you know, he's not even, he's not even coming close. Um, I don't think there's been one fight in his career where he landed um, one significant strike or one total strike I'm sorry it was against Matt Mitrione way back in 2014 when he lost within like 30 seconds 40 seconds so uh yeah I I just think his time's up he's older now he's I mean that's pretty much all there is right I mean with it with with this fight style that he has getting older is not really going to help sure the power is the last thing to go but he has no resistance at all um I mean do we really want to see him in there against like Parker Porter or uh, Chris Dawkins, who I don't even know if he's still in the UFC. Like, I mean, he already beat what do T- you Chris Dawkins too. It's like, what, <clears throat> like people really want to see that again. Exactly. So like, you know, he's fought a lot of these guys. Like, do you give him Blago even up again? Like he fought him to a split decision. Do you give him Marcin Tabor Has he fought Tybura yet? He is not. Oh yes, yeah, he, he beat him way back in the day. So it's like huh, I don't even know what you really do. I mean, you can't give him Hamdi Abdel Wahab, your boy. He's suspended he's out for two years. Yeah, you know. so. Drinking I don't know. I I, <laughs> I, I truly think he's done. I, I mean, there's nothing to do. There's nothing you can do with him. I mean, this guy is pretty much shot. Uh, his offense is even. Uh, he's even more inactive than before. Um, sure, you can get the, the the big shots, but I don't think you put this guy near anywhere near a main card. Uh, if you want to put him on a on, on a nice card, or you want to put him on a Texas card, sure. Put him on the prelims. Put him. Put him. Make him the first fight of the night. Yeah. But I just – I don't think they'll – they probably won't do that. Dana White, I mean, he was so dismissive about, you know, him being done. He's like, oh, no, no. He's he's, 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 he's still got some left. I don't see it. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the state of the heavyweight division anymore. So
0: They said something like that was his 11th main event or something like that or 10th.
1: 11 or... too many. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I, that.
0: Or I don't know if that's the case or maybe main card appearance or something like that. But, like, I was like, What? Like that—that that is insane to me. But awful. I mean, or, you know what? What? Like you said, what can you really do with him? You really there's not much you can do. It's—he's uh, gonna have to. I mean, Rosenstruck, struck. That—that's like the one guy I think of where I'm like, all right, you—you you have to. He's basically—and this is gonna be sound disrespectful, but he's in like that like Wonder Boy sort of category where it's like. You have to fight against guys who are going to stand up. If you fight a guy who's going to take you down, then it's basically a wrap. And this guy's at the end of his rope anyway. He's not going to win the, uh, the what's it called the the title. He's not he's not in title contention anymore. It's that's that's out of the, uh, the 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 conversation. So basically, you're here for entertaining, fun fights. He's not a main event fighter anymore. He can hang out on a main card, you know, whether it be a pay per view, maybe. Or you know, if you if you give him a fun matchup, or he could co-main a uh, UFC Fight Night or something like that, just based off of his name and rec- you know, his just his name alone. But it's like well, what yeah. uh, you know, uh, as a stri- strictly a mixed martial artist, the, the, the time for him being taken completely seriously is done.
1: Four total strikes landed in his last two fights, which is about four minutes, almost a full round. Uh, I know they were pretty good fighters, like Spivak's good uh, Pavlovich is good, good. yeah. But to, you know, pretty much getting blanked. Uh, yeah, not great. You know, he's sw- the only time he threw a couple of shots. They were wild, winging punches, which led to him getting clinched and then tripped six times, and then shortly after that, finished. So, I again, I'm with you. I'm good on Derek Lewis. Like, I, I respect him for what he did, and I'll go watch his highlight reel. But I'm, I'm, you know, kind of like how Cowboy, like right before he was done, I was like, we shouldn't do this. You know, we yeah. shouldn't do this, but. Uh, similar with Fedor and Bellator. Like, this shit ha- why, why is this happening? That was a little bit more sad, but it's also Bellator, so you kind of expect it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm out.
0: Spivak is number... F- he's moved up four spots. He's number eight in the rankings now. And uh, I'd be curious to see what they do with him next or what is on the docket for him. Um, I mean, it or seems no. like the top three... Uh, Cyril Ghosn has a fight, obviously. Stipe is waiting in the wings. Uh, Pavlovich probably will need a fight at some point. Uh, Curtis Blaze. Aspinall. Yeah, Aspinall. I mean, still hurt, but uh, I'm pretty sure that they fight at one point. Aspinall and uh, Spivak. Probably. I think I think Spivak got uh, decimated by him. Yeah, <laughs> el- elbow. Yeah, elbow to ground strikes. I do remember that. Hey, maybe he's. Uh, maybe that's he's his back. last loss. Yeah. So I mean, it's, that's a good matchup, though. You know, like it Running just back, Spivak. Angry, you know? I guess we you know we spent a lot of time talking about Derek Lewis. I do want to give Spivak his flowers because he has emerged as a serious uh, factor at heavyweight, and his grappling is a problem. His striking looked like it was, at, you know, he wasn't necessarily uh, out, outmatched, I guess, on the feet. He had, like you said, Derek Lewis winging punches and just kind of, uh, like, desperation mode from the very beginning. But I guess it sucks because then you look at these names, and it's Jared Vandera, <laughs> Alexio Linick, you know, and then Aspinall loss. He destroys Greg Hardy. He destroys Augusto Sakai, and he destroys Derek Lewis. We need a serious name on there, right?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll say though, I you know he is only twenty eight. Um, he does serious damage. Stand- I know he doesn't like. He's not one of those stand up knockout heavyweights, but when he gets you to the ground, man, he tries to ground and pound you. Yeah, he, you know he, he he definitely goes for it. Unlike somebody like Alexander Romanoff. You know who people like to hype up because he had a zero next to his name, and he would take guys. He would slam guys, and it was like, oh, you know, he just picked him up and slammed him. But he wouldn't do anything with it. Yeah, and that led to his loss against Tigora, who which I had money on. And so I, I don't think Spivak would give a fight like that away. I think Spivak, if he's going to lose. He's probably going to go out in the shield. He's probably going to get outstruck, uh, yeah. or maybe gassed out, or maybe you know, maybe he's just not that. He's just not ready. He's only twenty eight. Like most heavyweights are, like in their thirties. Uh, we've seen guys approaching forty. You know, so And that's their prime. You know, like yeah. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean he just has to make some improvements and just, you know, um maybe a, a matchup with Jelton Almeida is in the is in the future for him. I'm not sure. I hope not for a-
0: anyone's sake at heavyweight that they don't have to fight Jelton Almeida. <laughs> I was listening to the MMA hour, and they were talking about like who Derek Lewis should match up against and then what like they said Jalton Almeida oh, and Jesus everyone Christ. said no, no, no. Like <laughs> They nobody wants to see that because Almeida is a fucking problem. We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to. Let me just say that no one wants to see that. All right, that that's just that is cruel and unusual punishment. But apparently, Derek Lewis isn't going anywhere. Uh, Dana White loves him, it's, you know. So that's that's I guess sure. all you need to stick around in the UFC. Hayson Ganu
1: loves Derek Lewis. Yeah, interesting.
0: Devin Clark. Took care of business against Daun Jung. Uh, really boring fight, honestly, from a entertainment aspect. But uh, a good performance from De- Devin Clark. We weren't expecting it. I was on the other side of this with a uh, Jung TKO. Uh, shout out to you for having the Spivak inside the distance, and I pussied out of it uh, last week. But I thought about it and I was going to bet it before the fight, and I just didn't. And I was I was too much of a puss. And uh, in
1: retrospect, we should have maybe uh, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I was going to say we should have seen a first round sub. But yeah. also, we could have seen a first-round TKO, you know? So it's uh, maybe we should have just took taken fight ends in the first round.
0: I put too I much know. stock in uh, the fact that Derek Lewis was going to be a better version of himself and in better shape. He just – he can't fight in the main event. I think that's basically what it is. I'd like to see, like, recently what his record is in the main event because you can just tell. <laughs> he's like, he's having a mental breakdown when he's walking to the – like – I don't know. Everyone was like, "Well, if he fights in Houston, that's why he was like feeling the pressure." It's like this guy's just feeling the pressure <laughs> all the time now. So it's like, yeah,
1: take some pressure off. Him. Don't put him in Texas. Don't put him in the main event. Don't give him all this promo. Like, I feel like they they kind of like I don't know if that's a factor or not. I, I I'm not in Derek Lewis's head, but I can imagine it, it's a possibility. Like, it seems like it know, is. You, you're taking losses after loss after loss, and then you're getting hyped up, and you're getting all this promo, and you're kind of like, I'm sure he's kind of like. You know, trying to find himself as a fighter during this skid, and trying to get in better shape, and trying to do all these other things, trying to stay healthy. Remember, he gets hurt a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you know, they're like, "Oh, here you go, main event time." It's like, you know, three a.m. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I feel like he, he again, like I said earlier, they should put him, you know, on a two eighty six, two eighty seven, two eighty eight, or even like a fight night. Put him in the prelims. Put him as the uh, the feature prelim. What, you know, what could, what's so wrong with that? They've done worse. You know?
0: Yeah, on like a pay per view card, have that lead into the uh pay per view. Him fighting, yeah. you know, whoever. An unranked, to, even an unranked heavyweight, like anyone. Yeah. Harry
1: Huntsucker. Bring him back.
0: Yeah, well, let's not do that, but <laughs> bring back Greg Hardy.
1: Yeah. Bring, what about no, who's the guy who's the guy that Greg Hardy beat, the other former football player that is oh, now no, in no. the no. UFC? Stop, stop, no, no, he's they, he's in the UFC now. He he battled back. Hold on. Are you serious? I forget his name. He was in Yeah, he was he was in the NFL. I don't I think don't he was remember. very good. Greg Hardy smoked his ass. And then
0: Would that be his win against
1: It was um I forget his stupid name. Austin one. Lane. It was oh, his first win right. ever. It was his first pro win and it was MMA uh football player gets football player. Well, now Austin Lane um 12 and 3. Yeah, he's on a 1 2 3 4 5 6 fight winning streak including 1 1 1 1 1 Adams.
0: Uh, who has it be uh, he was Juan supposed Adam. to
1: fight? Listen, not me. Uh, this weekend, Austin Lane was supposed to debut. Sadly enough, Mister Junior Tafa, the brother of Justin, had to pull out. So uh, maybe maybe you get him in there. Maybe Austin Lane and Derek Lewis. I don't know. Just saying.
0: Maybe Juan Adams and uh, Francis Ngannou <laughs> for the PFL title. Maybe uh, we could do that too. Um,
1: I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, back to Devin Clark, though. I guess we don't really. I really don't have much to say about this, but. It was just a a clinch fest, wrestle fest. Devin Clark just outpaced Ahun Jung. And I think Jung played into Devin Clark's game a little bit too much and tried to mess around with yeah. the grappling. And he just honestly, Devin Clark was just too powerful for him. And Devin Clark, it was a good version of Devin Clark. He didn't gas out like he usually does. So also, I guess that's when we a, talk
1: about Devin Clark's uh, his fucking legs. What do you his mean? his his hammies. Oh his yeah. hamstrings and quads specifically. I mean, Jesus. He is – his legs are huge. He said his goal is to deadlift – was it deadlift? I think it was deadlift 1,000 pounds soon. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. Which is insane. I mean I can deadlift like maybe 5 or 10, but um, just 5 or – not 510, not 500, just 5. Um, So that's, that's his goal. I mean, dude, he looked like – he he was – what do they call – Uh, was this, is it Saquon? They call him uh, Quaz- Quadzilla or is that – or is it somebody – Saquad. Who's Quadzilla? Oh, A.J. Dillon.
0: A.J. Dillon, um, yeah.
1: He, he, I mean, he looked like a like from the lower body down. Uh, not in that way. He looked like a heavyweight. So um, that's how
0: wrestling is yeah, Jeff- done, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, he was pushing a the first three five seconds. He just you know threw like a fake one two, and then went for went for a shoot, went for a shot. I should say. I don't think it's really going to work much at light heavyweight, but I guess um, you know some stylistic matchups he can take advantage of. But yeah, very disappointed by Da Woon Jung. Different spelling of of that name, I guess, sometimes. Um, yeah, just a big clinch fest. Nothing really happened, so.
0: Marcin Tybura. That's, this fight was a little bit more interesting, kind of more of a back and forth, but uh, the more the fight progressed, the longer it went, the more Tybura took over. He's the bigger guy. Uh, he had the better striking. Even I've tried to get the grappling going, but it really was to no avail for the most part, and uh, Tybura just gets a unanimous decision. <laughs> cash out my money line for that uh, minus 130 which I got you know you you unfortunately were on the other side we faded each other a little bit here on uh yeah
1: on this yeah car, but it was i was a mean, smart thing
0: to do we both uh, did okay so
1: yeah even though i've had had moments but he can't he, he's not really good at winning rounds and i yeah. know Tybora throws away rounds too but Tybora being bigger and i think just more active yeah um and again being i mean blog you know being a being a sub 6 foot heavyweight i don't really know how much success you can have it's just such a huge disadvantage of heavyweight, you know? But, yeah, what are you going to do? Maybe the, the Tybura train marches onwards.
0: How about the Korean Superboy making his return and, and getting a draw, which, you know, is always your favorite bet to uh, fire on a uh, Saturday night, but you were not on the draw here this weekend. Uh, what did you make of the ref taking that point away?
1: Um, I was I was very... Very confused. Uh, I know he's, you have him in your top five referees. Oh, uh, Chris
0: Tongioni. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. up there with one of the, some of the greatest of all time. <laughs>
1: um, I, I so Dana White said he paid Duho Choi his win money because of the point of because of the point of d- he deduction. Said it was that's bullshit, how bad, right? it, That's how bad it was. Um, it was like a headbutt that wasn't even. I don't even know what what his um what his like method of thinking was. Uh, Dana White also said that he was robbed. Like he, does, I, I know he's very vocal when when there's time to be vocal, but that doesn't happen. You know, he doesn't go out there and say robbed and insane and and, and, and you know all the time. Sure. So uh, plus this, you know, missing all the time that he missed the comeback. And he, he he fought pretty well. Um, so it's, it is kind of fucked up. I thought the first two rounds were easily his, and even the third round, he you know with the point deduction, um, I thought he won before the point deduction. That is, uh, I know there was one. One judge. It was Adelaide Bird, the voice of reason. Of course, was the only one to give him the fight. Um, the first two rounds, I should say. Not sure what Chris Lee and Eric Colone were doing, but that's fine. So yeah, d- was, just dis- uh, another disappointing fight. And a disappointing night.
0: It was a late night, if night if for uh, Chris Lee. You know, it's he, he <laughs> can't be out this late, especially Eric Cologne. You know, they 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 don't like to keep these late hours. Having <laughs> these guys work overtime, it's tough, but. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, this was one where I just didn't like it. I'm glad I stayed away from it because it was kind of disgusting. Uh, you know I kind of did like Kyle Nelson in this fight just because uh the layoff and everything and the lack of activity from Toohu Choi, but he was the better fighter. It's a shame he wasn't able to uh, get the win.
1: Yeah, he was I, trying to free himself from his arms being tied down by Kyle Nelson, and inadvertently, you know, he tried. He was just trying to get, get shake free, and then he headbutted Kyle Nelson on accident. And Chris Taniyoni said, "Nope, that's it. You did it on purpose. Clearly, uh, very just bad."
0: So now let's get to the uh, former prime MMA welterweight champion Adam Fugit, or as some people like to call him Adam Fugit. Uh, he decimated Mister Kinoshita this weekend, a former Contender Series alum, I believe. Right? That's where I. That's where I got his. Yeah, he. I listen. I like Kinoshita's skills. I thought he. I mean, we both had. We're on Kina in this one, but we were obviously on the wrong side. Adam Fugit. Is, we, I guess, grossly underestimated his skill and his ability because even in the, now, like we talked about it in the Michael Morales fight, he looked good in that fight. You know, he he lasted to the third round uh, in a in a fight that he was overmatched in. And he had taken it on short notice. I think it was like 10 days or 9 days or something like that. Mm. So, you know, I mean, that comes into into play. And then when you get a full training camp to prepare for a guy who is not as good as Mr. Morales, you're able to show your skill. And he, he knocked him down. He jumped on top. He got the mount. He was dropping elbows on his face. Crazy. And that was it. That was that was that. Uh Mr. Uh who was, was ref in this one? Uh, we had Keith Peterson right back. It's probably it's no nonsense. Was no nonsense at all. Adam Fuchett gets him out of there with a uh, pretty easy victory and he stakes his claim. He's a legit UFC fighter.
1: Yeah, he he um he knows his role. Like he, he's spoken about it before how he's you know um what's it called? Um, gatekeeper? gatekeeper. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And he's, you know, he's not young, not not athletic, not the biggest guy. I guess he is 6'1", 6'2". But still, you know, he's taken some lumps across the, along the road. I remember he lost back in the day to Austin Vanderford, in one of his first fights, Austin Van Zant, better known as. So, yeah, I feel like he's not scared to to embrace his underdog role in this, you know, uh, gatekeeper role. And good for him. I mean, we we probably should have seen this, this fellow taking a loss, you know. The Conor, the Japanese McGreg- McGregor, uh, didn't work.
0: Did not work at all. And there's a lot. There was a lot of that bullshit going on. Where I'm the next this. I'm the next that. It's. Uh, I don't even want to hear that shit before the fight. Usually a, just fade them. Yeah, fade. I wish I knew that shit coming in. Like I wish I. <laughs> somebody told me that this guy said he was the next Connor McGregor. I'm like, okay, fade city, but. Yep. Yeah, well, now we know for next time if these guys still stick around. I, I believe Mr. Kinoshita will still be around because, you know, he was a contender series guy. I usually don't get dropped just after one fight. And Adam Fugit's yeah. not, not bad. So it's, uh, you know, that's a good win. How about Mr. Jubil? Anshul Jubil, the pride of India, takes out Mr. Sarah Ghee, uh, the king of lions, that is to you, Ty, uh, Mr. Jubil. Yeah. You had him on the money line. I had Mr. Saraghi. I was on the wrong side. This guy Jubial took him down within the first minute and had his way with Jekka Saraghi. Uh, it's just a dominant performance from uh Jubial. and he he looks like he has all the skill. I mean, he was getting his leg chewed up early on, but he just kept fighting right through it and there was no big deal.
1: Yeah, he's pretty young. Uh, 29 to 1 in significant strikes landed in the second round. Not a great recipe for success for Mister Saragi. Uh, Jubilee, though, I, it, it does worry me that he's just he only goes to the head to the to the head. He doesn't go to the body. He doesn't go to the legs. Uh, but you know, we'll see. He's like eight zero. He's twenty eight. First time in the UFC. Um, so yeah, I, I, he's got a good wrestling. He has good control. Is, is the m- more important thing. And uh, it seemed like he was hurting Saragi, or at least you know making him feel a little uncomfortable in the feet. So uh, maybe there's a little uh, potential here for. For Mr. Ju Jub- Jubilee? Jub- Jubil- Jubil? Jubilee.
0: I don't know. Yeah, something like that.
1: Jubilee. Uh it's a lightweight. <laughs> He's a lightweight, so it's gonna be tough. Like <laughs> uh, you know, you really have to bring your A game every fight at 155, so we'll see. But definitely a promising start.
0: Yeah, unfortunately I think a lot of these road to the UFC guys, and for anyone out there who doesn't know, this was a like a, a show that was going on for the sort of like Asian market, right? Like the, you know, in Indonesia and all that, you know, all those Asian countries over there where they were kind of having like a sort of like tournament to get into the UFC. The idea was that you would get to this card. They were going to have this in Korea and the winner gets a UFC contract, kind of similar to anyone who's not familiar with the Ultimate Fighter. Where they invite, you know, eight guys from each weight class to fight in a tournament style event and they, you know... The two winners, or the the two finalists, get to fight on a UFC card in front of you know fans somewhere, and the winner gets a million dollar I think it's a million dollars or something like that used to be and a UFC contract. So this is kind of like this a similar thing, but these guys I think are going to be in for a rude awakening. Some of them when they do get matched up against fellow UFC competition. That's where uh, that was my thought process watching a lot of these fights where I was like, oh boy, man, this is. this is bad news bears for some of these guys, uh, including absolutely, including uh, Ji Yong Lee, which uh, I thought the same thing about him as well, and uh, Mister Zha Yi, which was uh, that was a a more uh, I guess boring is not the right word, but it was just kind of a, another wrestle fest back and forth, and you know Yi was kept pushing the wrestling, Lee was getting his own uh, wrestling off a little bit, but. Did you think this? I I didn't think this was. A, I thought Lee won the fight. Like I didn't think it was a split decision. To be honest, I thought he won two one. But uh, what did you think?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I thought, Z- yeah, probably could have won, uh, if he didn't get his position taken away from him in the second round by Mark Smith.
0: Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. That's um, right. They stood I wasn't them up. Really
1: sure yeah, or why that happened? I I, I was very confused. Uh, Mark Smith has had a lot of moments like that. To be classic honest, classic Mark Smith. Um, I was again. Yeah, I I don't I didn't know what to make of that. All three scorecards were different, um, which means that they were either not paying attention or it was just that bad of a fight, like you kind of said. Jacob Montalvo, um, a judge slash referee, yeah. gave all three rounds to Zayi, um, and he lost. That might not have been that. I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to go back and rewatch, but I really have no interest in doing so. No. Um, we'll see what happens to either one of these guys at 145 with the big fish. I'm not anticipating good things.
0: No, what thank you, you. Yeah, no, I'm, like <laughs> I said, I just don't, uh, I, I didn't buy any. Was Mr. Lee the one that had like the tennis ball head going on?
1: Th- that was, yeah, that was Zayi. Yeah, yeah uh, that was Zayi.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, so.
1: not Jung Young Lee. It was D. Yi. Jeez. Struggling. How can I confuse Struggling
0: that? Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really don't have much. When I was watching this fight, I was just waiting for it. There was a this prelims was rough. It, it really was, and this yeah. card overall was not good. But this was especially rough prelims. I mean, it had its moments. There were some finishes on here, so I can't complain all that much. But uh, so, Mr. Nakamura, Rinya Nakamura takes out Toshiomi Kazama, who said, as you said before, uh, before we uh, started recording, that he was going to retire. If he lost and he got uh, eliminated, he got put to the land of wind and ghost to the shadow realm in the first 33 seconds of the fight. Uh, They came out. Nakamura just walked across the octagon and was deciding, like, this fight's going to end one way or the other. Like, we're throwing bombs at each other and someone's going to sleep. And (laughs) Mr. Kazama went to sleep. Uh, Legs gave out right from underneath of him and and Mr. Nakamura makes himself $50,000 for a performance bonus and that there's an easy win for nakamura i cashed out here uh, not on my uh, official card but on my uh secret card i had uh, nakamura uh by by first round win and that was a little plus 140 i think i think they knew how what was going to happen here so
1: yeah I'll, I'll say 135 might be a good division for him too uh, yeah he looks pretty good apparently he has this wrestling base uh the background but he you know he's out here setting putting guys uh to sleep and retiring him, possibly. We'll see what happens with Mr. Kazama if he uh, backs up his claims. But yes, yeah, sick. Sick Straight left from Nakamura. Uh, the hybrid, I think his nickname is. So we'll see what's next for him. I liked him. Wish I bet what you bet, but I was kind of, uh, you know, not sure what was going to happen.
0: Mr. Kazama might be going to hang out with Eddie Wineland pretty soon. So shout out to
1: Eddie yeah. Wineland. Uh, Teach him some lessons.
0: Hyung Sung Park wins the. Uh Wins the 125 prelim against C... Well, how do you say this gentleman's name? Choi. How about that? Yeah. I'll be happy next week when I don't have to do all these uh, names, man. This is this has been rough. This is <laughs> I've been fighting for my life. But uh, rear naked choke, third round. Cash, cash me out, baby. With a inside the distance of, I believe, plus 200. How about... Oh, no, I'm sorry. This one was plus 290. 290. And we did lose a fight on this car, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But... Uh, do you have my, I mean, this was, I don't really have much to say about this one. To be honest, this was just kind of, uh, I got lucky towards the end of this fight to get this finish.
1: Yeah. I thought, um, park looked pretty good. It was a little boring. All, again, all three judges were split, had different cards. So that just, <laughs> I think that might go to show, go to show you, uh, how weak the road to the UFC card itself was, you know, yeah. everyone's kind of confused on what's going on. Uh, I don't blame them. I don't blame him at all. But yeah, I thought Park looked, looked pretty good he, he was hunting for that sub. And then he was finally uh, finally able to get it in the third round. So good on him.
0: Yeah, good for him. Uh, a good win. And he gets a UFC contract out of the deal. I think that was another Road to the UFC fight, right, to So, I mean, the whole... Yeah, I guess. All the prelims were basically, you know, Road to the UFC uh, fights. You know, well, a, a majority of them. There's like four or five of them that were all that. But Jung Young Park takes out Dennis Toulanen, uh which was uh, a lock in my mind because <laughs> I mean wh- why not uh, De- Dennis Tulan is not UFC caliber he hasn't been <sighs> since he got here I mean the win against Jamie Pickett does nothing for me it's the same thing when they got Bo Nichols fighting Jamie Pickett in a couple weeks uh, that's going to be brutal it, that, that's in a couple weeks right that's not this weekend
1: no that's a, it's a 285
0: six, uh, 285 yeah okay that's in yeah. March yep against Bo Nickel. 3-0 and Bo Nickel. So that won't do much for me at the time because I think he's just going to decimate him. But, I mean, you know, that, to get back to the point, Dennis ain't a UFC fighter. He's not at that level. And I hope they keep him around so that we can continue to feed him. Good win for the Iron Turtle. I, which I just found out what that's his nickname. That's incredible. The Iron <laughs> Turtle is incredible.
1: I love it. Uh, yeah, your boy your boy and probably has a one way ticket back to what was it a- UAE he was in a bunch of different organizations where he lost everywhere so maybe he's going to go to PFL not sure
0: somebody's got to go to PFL so it, you know might as well be him how about us losing the 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 fight of the night uh which was there and he had basically given the money out to G-Young Kim and Mandy Bohm. Uh, Mandy Bohm came down with an illness
1: yeah he i wonder lost what it that was. banger
0: um yeah, I don't care. To be I'm just messing around, guys. That, that fight would have been fucking garbage. So Bad. let's keep it moving. The first fight of the night, the last fight we will talk about, Tatsuro Tiara versus Jesus Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar jumped on a guillotine early on in this fight, had him in it for like two and a half minutes before Tiara just started to work him over, get to mount, locked in a triangle from mount, rolled over, and then switched it to an armbar. And finish the fight. Tiara, his submissions are pretty nasty, and his ground game is pretty nasty. Uh, he just he had him. He could have been landing strikes, and he just wasn't. So I'll, I I wrote that down on my list. I will never be betting his TKO ever again. So I had to, I had the shot down the field at TKO plus seven hundred, and that was not a hit. So there's that.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought he was going to take this dude's arm off of his body. It, I was That like, was oh, man!" As soon as he rolled, I was I was anticipating um, that arm snapping because he, he he wasn't tapping. And the ref was like, uh, I think it was Tanyoni, he was like, "Oh, I should probably get in here and do something before this guy's arm falls off. So shout out to him for doing that. There was like seven total strikes landed, technically, yeah. I guess. And uh, it looks like they almost had more submission attempts than strikes. So there, there you go. Uh, I think Tatsura Taira could be could be pretty good, but I, there's still a lot a lot of uh, lessons he needs to learn. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, he's good. He is like he's one of those guys where it's like has all the skills, but like just uh, needs you know these guys are young, yeah. need a little bit more, uh, you know, honing of the skills, a little bit more violence because it's not like I know your grappling's there, but it's not always going to be those easy submissions. with a higher level that you get. When you have those dominant positions, I think you can. I, think, I still think he's going to get the submission, but I feel like it opens up the submissions more when you're raining elbows down on the guy's head or, you know, just lowering some violence on him. It's kind of what Spivak did to uh, Derek Lewis. He was throwing heat his way, and Derek Lewis was just like, okay, fuck this. And, uh, yeah. you know, then the arm triangle got locked in. He tapped out pretty quickly after that. So that was that. Yeah, that I'm Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, God.
1: No, I was just I'm not sure, you know where he goes next. They're probably gonna slow play him a little bit. You know, he's twenty two and yeah, he doesn't sure. have losses, So if you wanna if you wanna feed him to uh Mr. JP Bays, I'm not shy, you know, I don't know, it's gonna be good fight. <laughs> I don't want to see that.
0: I don't want to see JP Villismus <laughs> get in there against him. Uh that's nothing. JP
1: uh JP Yeah,
0: Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Uh that guy's probably struggling.
1: I know. I feel bad. You know, you got his I girl taken, he got his he got his last name taken back, given back. A lot of things. You know, you get, you get brutally beat three times in a row. I hope He'll they start
0: I hope they start giving out uh crypto this week again. Uh I'm I miss saying I miss saying who won the crypto fan award bonus. That was one of my favorite things to talk about. But I guess the fact that Bitcoin absolutely plummeted and the fake coin is worth nothing anymore. Um, just, you know, not worth anything, but, you know.
1: I heard that they're going to give out some Bitcoin if Diego Sanchez Diego Sanchez gets a <laughs> win on. this weekend. Come on, man. No, I'm not. just saying. No, on, no a, on Friday Friday night.
0: <laughs> Who's he fighting? Austin Trout?
1: Austin Trout. <laughs>
0: a former boxer. He's going to get killed. A former, boxing, a former,
1: right? a former boxer who almost beat Jermell Charlo. And, you know, went 10 rounds with Jared Hurd, fought Jamal, fought both Charlo brothers, fought Arislandi Lara, fought Canelo Alvarez, went the distance with all of them, beat Miguel Cotto. I mean, this was only a couple of years ago. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Let me just say, guys, it ain't going to be good. It's gonna be ugly. People are gonna talk about how this was allowed to happen and how disgusting yeah. it is. I can't believe this is sanctioned. But where is this fight happening? Probably Mississippi or something it's like going that.
1: It's gonna be in Al- Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, really? Uh, he's he's gonna be the co-main of Lorenzo Hunt and Mike Richmond, who got into a big.
0: Oh, that uh, was uh, this is Knucklemania. Big, this is Knucklemania. Uh, Knucklemania
1: three. We have the Dotson something brothers. Something like Jared, yeah, Knucklemania three. Jared, uh, Jared, uh, John Dotson and his brother. Maybe not Eric. Eric Dot. Oh, there's three of them. There's three Dotsons. Maybe not, but both both Dotsons or maybe three of them will be on this card. Greg Hardy, yes, Greg Hardy is making his BKFC debut. I know everyone's been excited <clears throat> about this since his boxing match against Haseem Rockman Jr. that he won somehow. He's going to be taking on Josh Watson, Portland, Maine. Stand up, Mister Mister Watson. He's forty years old, so um, we'll,
0: someone's going. We'll, to we'll see what he's got. Yeah, someone's uh, going to but, sleep.
1: Yeah, so you know we'll find out who it is this Friday.
0: <laughs> I look forward to that. Uh,
1: I guess Diego's from Albuquerque, so it's gonna be right in his backyard. Yes,
0: yes, he's a uh, was there a former uh, Jackson Wink guy, I believe.
1: Hype him up. Let's get let's get the crowd going.
0: Uh, to close out the UFC Vegas sixty eight, Spivak fifty thousand, jubile fifty thousand, Nakamura fifty thousand, Tiara fifty thousand. So boom, there's your money. Been it all uh, in it's place. been all given out. Yep, don't save the money. Save that 50000 because you it's very rarely given out. Uh, they like to hold their pennies close to the vest. <laughs> but while we are here, we must talk about the big news. My boy, the notorious one, Conor McGregor, is back. Well, technically kind of back. He's going to be fighting Michael Chandler at some point this year. <laughs> the,
1: I was say November, right? Is that the um, 30th? I'm that's, here. I, I think well, that's last, what they're trying to
0: do. Last thing I heard wow. was either September or October.
1: Because right. the so, show the you
0: know. show is going to be done by August. So, I mean, he's still not in the pool. He's still not being tested yet. So that, in order for a That's fight good. to happen, he has to be in the pool for six months. That is the USADA testing pool.
1: There is uh, exceptions. I, I forget who. I, th- I think Brock got an exception. Somebody else got an exception. Was it CM Punk? Somebody got one where they sped up the, you know, the basically six months was bullshit. I feel like they would do that with Connor, but... Uh, he might just, you know, he might be ready to get on in there and start training. I don't know. It's been like three years since he fought. It's been like three and a half since he won. Uh or will be by the time the fight with Chandler comes up, I believe. I, do you know what weight the Contender Series fighters are gonna be? I
0: that I don't know. I know those two are gonna be fighting at one seventy.
1: So that's gonna be interesting. Uh the one seventy debut for Chandler, yes. I believe.
0: I I, I I'm and, almost positive.
1: And has has Connor fought at one seventy?
0: Fought Diaz at 170 both times. and fought Cerrone right. at 170 as well.
1: I don't know why I keep forgetting. I think it's just the 145 version of him. I keep remembering, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I, you know, if Connor doesn't win this one, I don't know what else you do with him because it's not like this is a bum, but it's just it's the fact that he hasn't won in so long, and the last time he did win was against Cowboy.
0: Yeah, he uh,
1: via how did how did he win that fight?
0: Um, that was a head kick, and then he finished him off, man. But it, it, Before
1: that, no, no, no. Before that, the shoulder strike. Uh, the, oh, my bad, my bad.
0: I mean, that's what started it off. Paul Felder <laughs> uh, was losing so, him. That's actually why we, yeah, I mean, you know, for the record, people, that's why this podcast is named the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. That was, you know, that was the origination um, of it.
1: So I don't know, you know, what happens with the loss, but I think this it's a winnable fight. I always thought it was a winnable fight for him because Chandler – gets hurt all the time, gets hit a lot. He, you know, he does cartwheels whenever he takes a solid punch sometimes. Very tough fighter to, to nail like what he's going to do st- strategically. Hard to like really gauge what he's going to do and you know he's going to be in great shape. You know, he mentally he's he's on point. So, it's really about what version of Conor shows up and I think I will be fading Conor heavy when that time comes around just because it's been so long. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens in the contender series. People are going to watch it, that's for sure. I, I, I think I will because his first go go-around of the contender series was so fucking funny when he was just roasting favor yep. every single hour. Um, so yeah, I mean, sadly, I'll probably be tuned in.
0: Yeah, um, it'll be a spectacle. That that is the best way to put it. It'll just be it'll be an event. Uh, he's going to be on regular ESPN this year. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not even just going to be on the app. They are going to try and blast this out to everyone that can possibly say it. It's going to be hell entertaining, like you said. Him and Faber the first time was awesome, and they didn't even fight. It was just, right. it's just the the content that Conor creates is incredible. I'm sure he'll be beefing. Uh, you know, it'll start. Uh, that's what <clears throat> I was. Um, you know, another listening to the MMA hour. and They were talking about it, this kind of and talking about how it's going to be like cool in the beginning how Connor and Chandler will be nice. And then, uh, you know, Connor for can only play nice for so long before something pisses him off and he'll just start going after uh, Chandler. And, you know, who knows what he's going to bring up or what what is off the table. Um, I'm sure there's no line that Connor's not willing to cross to get under Chandler's skin or anyone's skin. I mean, he was talking about Poirier's wife for the whole build up yeah. to the last couple ones. So... We know that there's nothing really off-limits. This fight as a uh, overall fight, I mean, the show itself, that'll be awesome. That, we, that, that goes without saying. That's a lock. We, we all know that. This fight itself, I think, is the perfect matchup for Connor, especially coming back off that horrific injury. If you guys remember, last time he was out there, he was yelling, Dr. Stubbage, uh, you know, after his leg folded up underneath of him. And, uh, you you know, we didn't really get an accurate uh, depiction of what was going to happen in that fight. Poirier was getting the upper hand. But, I mean, I guess he was – obviously he had some sort of injury going into that fight because your leg just doesn't fold up in the middle of a fight unless you're dealing with something going into it. Um, I think, like you said, it's a perfect matchup. Chandler uh, invites a firefight sometimes. Sounds like he wants to take him down, but – uh, taking Connor down is, is, is e- I mean, easier said than done. He can be taken down, but it's, I mean, Habib is the one, you know, like that's, people are like, oh, he, he got, you know, he got easily taken down by him. It's like, yeah, but I mean, who hasn't he taken down? I mean, Poirier kind of took him down in that first or in that second fight, I guess the third fight technically, but uh, I mean, he jumped on a guillotine, which was not exactly smart, especially if you're not going to finish it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so, yeah, I he, don't know. I. I I think Chandler should be smart. Yeah. I guess you know Chandler is very unpredictable. Like I said again, with with a strategy, like he does all this stuff, and then next thing you know, he comes out and front kicks Tony Ferguson into a new life. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if he can do that, he can he can help manage that distance against Connor. They lost know, that that's first round in the record. Yes. Also got dropped right at the end yes. of the first round or something. by a jab. <laughs> so. And I thought he was going to die in the gatesy fight, and he never went away. So, like, yeah. I, yeah, I never know what, what's going to happen. I, I would not doubt him getting hurt by Connor at any point. Uh, if he was smart, though, honestly, just just kick those legs. Yeah, uh, you know, just use kicks, and then maybe wait for Connor to get not desperate. Wait for him to to reach and throw throw a big shot or something, to shoot for a takedown. I think he he would easily. I think he would destroy Connor on the ground. I think he's just. He's got more experience. He's a lot, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not a lot stronger, but he is big. He just looks bigger, you know, besides being a little shorter. Super strong dude, and he has all that experience of wrestling. And I think, you know, he likes violence. He loves violence. And he's been calling for this uh, Connor fight for a long. I think since he got signed. Basically, um,
0: yeah. It was his first fight. And so, he was calling for Connor McGregor.
1: Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I'm here for it. You know, so I think, uh, I used to think that Connor would, would dust him, and I still think it's possible. I think, you know, if he lines him up and, um, he connects with a 1-2 or maybe a head kick. You never know. Connor Connor can do a lot of things, but I, it's just been so long that I really don't trust him. It's I wouldn't doubt it. It's hard to handicap this. I it's so hard. It's so fucking hard, and especially when it's so long, so far away, you know, like what's going to happen in the time until that fight? What, what if they never fight, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think Chandler is probably going to go full try hard as a coach. So um you know if, if there's early odds on who's gonna win the ultimate fire season, I got Chandler but you know in a fight it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit harder to to really see especially you said September October November one of those months it's gonna happen it's a long ways away so,
0: It really does depend. I think this is more of a what version of Connor shows up as opposed to anything Chandler can offer. You know, because I think we know, like you said, though. Like I guess it does kind of depend because if Chandler decides to grapple, decides to wrestle, then that could be you know the deciding factor. But you know, throughout his UFC career, I haven't we haven't really seen. I mean, even towards the later half of his Bellator, he really wasn't just taking people down and and grinding them out. It's just. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's something that he really enjoys to do. I mean, it does take a lot of energy to do that and to take people down, hold them down. And I I don't know. It just – I guess he's more of been the exciting fighter sort of thing. And I guess, you know, in all the previous fights, he was talking about how he would, you know, go – he's here for the show. And in the Gaethje fight, he really just stood in in front of him and just took shots and traded shots back and forth. I, you know, I always thought he was going to fight Poirier before this. I I always thought that, that was like the lined up, or he did fight Poirier. I'm, my bad, I'm I'm totally mixed up. I thought that the the like the Poirier fight was going to be like the end of it. Like that was like the the end of the of the road for Chandler. But then honestly, what brought him back was like the Ferguson knockout. That kind of brought him back into like being discussed at, for this Connor fight. And honestly, the best case scenario for him was Connor sitting out all this time. And him waiting, basically waiting around for him. Because other than this, <clears throat> I mean, it was going to be Connor versus what? I mean, Gaethje is the only other person I, I, I always thought that that was yeah. going to be like the perfect matchup for him. And I didn't like Mahachev. that. Mahachev? Uh, who?
1: <laughs> Mah- Mahachev?
0: Yeah, that's, well, that's next. That, after he beats Chandler, <laughs> he's going to fight Mahachev for the title.
1: Woof. Or he's I mean, going to run it, it back or with Or Charles Alveira. Oh,
0: honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I really hope Charles wins if that's the case because he's, he's fighting Benil pretty soon. Oh, and yeah. That's that's a problem. But, yeah, I'm glad that this is going to happen. I'm, I'm really happy about it. It's so much time before here and then. But uh, if you want my official prediction, I think Connor gets him out of there, man. I really do. I, I think it's the perfect. I think, you know, like we've seen, Chandler gets hit and he gets hurt often in these fights. And I think Connor, even if he is taken down, could do some damage from the bottom. Similar to what Ferguson did from the bottom, but not, like, you know, because Chandler took Ferguson down and was getting hurt from the top. He was getting elbows bombed on the top of his head and just, you know, he he wasn't really doing anything on, on the on top. That's what, like, worries me about Chandler's sort of wrestling or his grappling game. I know he, he definitely could submit him, but, like, him talking about, like, oh, he's going to take him down and work him over and then he's going to submit him in the second round, that's just... More easier said than done. You're not really I mean, it took Habib four rounds to do that. It's not yeah. you know, it's not I mean, I know that's a different Connor, but still that was a Connor off of a you know, big layoff and yep. somewhat similar. Connor McGregor is still Connor McGregor. He's not that, you know, that superstar, you know, uh, world changing octagon presence anymore, but he's still a deadly striker who has some tricks up his sleeve on the ground. And I, I, I just think I think Chandler's gonna be in for a rude awakening when the fight Happens in whenever the fuck it happens, but uh, has there been any other fights made? I know Arnold Allen is fighting Max Holloway pretty soon.
1: Yeah, um, your boy our boy Abus will be getting back in there against Mahmoud Muradov on oh, March 11th. Oh. That should be kind of fun. Uh, Trevin Jones stepping in to fight Cody Garbrandt that could be dangerous, but I think uh, Trevin Jones is very low low volume. But you know it's a good He just has a jab. Just has a jab, Cody, and that might be it. Um, <laughs> Gustav Geza, <laughs> Michael Chiesa is getting back in there against Lee Li Jan Liang at 287 um, Brian Kelleher Journey Newsome, the ultimate fade fight we'll see what happens there be April 29th. who do
0: we fade in that?
1: <laughs> maybe a draw, I don't know, or wow. a, you know a no contest, maybe somebody gets hurt um, PFL decided to do what UFC did with Marlon Moraes and say, you know what we're gonna feed you to the best, and maybe you'll uh maybe you'll do well, but you probably won't. He's gonna be taking on Brennan and name of week Jesus one Christ. of the PFL season, I guess is week one PFL one, I don't know. T's and but P's, April first. Yeah. Uh, you know. Have fun. Tiago Santos, Santos will also be making his PFL debut. Is it is it his debut? He'll be fighting Robert Wilkinson, the UFC vet oh? on that card as well. Robert Wilkinson, I believe he's from the land down under. Boy, mate, wrong.
0: Um, we're going to Perth this weekend.
1: I, I think that might be it for that card. I mean, you know, it's PFL, so let's let's not dive too deep into yeah, that. No, okay. But on that on that same day, April first, it could be April Fools. It could be this whole ploy that we don't know about. Roy Jones Jr. Anthony Pettis, oh, boy. main event, eight rounds in Milwaukee, eight, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh Josh Bader will throw out the first pit. Throw out the first pitch. Josh Bader will be uh Josh Hader. <laughs> Jesus. Will be uh the referee. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what's gonna happen. Also, it's funny because there's a lot more disgusting slop on this game bread for boxing card. Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens, co Main. Sure. That's actually intriguing.
0: Um, That's like the only one where I was was, like, Ooh. was.
1: was Jose Aldo not scheduled to make his boxing debut? Okay, it, it's next it's this it's this Friday against Alberto Emmanuel Zambrano. Wow. Uh, his nickname is Gula. Gulag. Um wow. So there's that, but he, so he's got two boxing fights scheduled, which is kind of uh weird. Um Vitor Belfort fresh off his win over the young Evander Holyfield, he will be taking on simil- similar age man, Jacare Sosa. I'm not sure if Jacare has much boxing experience, but uh, you know, good. Money luck. talks. Money talks, bullshit walks, Paul Daly, Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor fresh off his uh one hitter quitter against Dylan Dennis's brother. Uh in the sh- in the streets <laughs> of, of Abu Las Dhabi Vegas. or something, right? Wonder oh what yeah, thing. wherever they were. Was it I in, don't even like know. In they Boston. East? <laughs> were they in uh were they in uh Ecuador? I'm not sure. <laughs> so they're gonna be taking they're gonna be fighting each other. Uh and then to kick off this fight, there's gonna be six rounds. Of Pearl Gonzalez and Gina Mazzani. You can tune um, in after that. Yeah, honestly, I might, tune put, in. I might put a max bet on Pearl Gonzalez just because Gina Mazzani, in any capacity of life, will probably not win. No reputable
0: so, book will take that. you have to <laughs> say, bet thankfully, that with Louie down the corner if you want to thankfully, that.
1: W- thankfully, we know a couple Louis. Uh, uh, we'll see go. if they're around around during April 1st. Um, this maybe this fight doesn't even happen. I don't know. This whole card is, you know, not. it's a whole it's a whole thing. But that's about all there is, I think, on tap for the future.
0: In the house that Giannis built. <laughs> I mean, they're actually fighting in a legitimate arena for this. I I, I imagine there's going to be twelve people there. Uh, but I mean, who knows? <sighs> I, I what am I? Who am I to say? I mean, there are some big names on that card, but it's just even if it was in Philly, I'd be like, "Are the tickets free? Are you giving them to me?" Then I'd go. (laughs) Is there nothing else going on that night? You know, it's like one of those things where, like, even now, like, uh, for uh, to go off the uh, you know off the beaten path here, but people give me like flyers, tickets, and I'm like, "Do I really want to leave my house?" You know, it's like that. It's that bad. (laughs) Traffic. Yeah, exactly. I have to pay for parts. Going to cost me more money. To even go to this game, and I don't even give a shit about it. So it's those are the battles for people going to see Gamebred fighting for uh, Gamebred boxing for, I guess. But Jose, the Jose Aldo Stevens fight is intriguing. It really is.
1: Yeah, because I mean yeah. they're both. You
0: know, yeah. I mean intriguing in the sense that this is the kind of slop I like. I tweeted that to you this this past excuse me this past weekend. But uh, quickly, I guess before we get out of here, uh, we didn't talk about Bellator. Uh, Fedor Emelianenko's career is over. He was <laughs> <laughs> decimated by Ryan Bader in the same way that you said he would be uh, decimated. And just ter- so sad. It's just sad. It's just this is the way that mixed martial arts goes. They refuse to give people a happy way out. Uh, you know, How nice, about all the legends that were there though. It was awesome.
1: That Chuck was Chuck cool. L. Uh, Hoist. Great. Uh, I think it was Hoist Gracie. Uh, pretty much all you know who's who of uh, MMA. Icons, legends in their 40. I think Randy Couture, uh, a bunch of guys that Vador had beaten and that had beaten him were all there, which is very cool. They all came into the octagon afterwards. One thing that Bellator and Scott Cobra, uh does and or do better than the UFC is, I, I guess, taking care of them or you know making them yep. feel good or being a fighters a fighters coach, uh, a fighters coach, a fighters a fighter friendly promoter which is cool honestly in in different ways you know but uh you know they shouldn't have made this fight at all like no he got hit in the he, i guess it might have been the side or the back of the head he got hit and after that he was just he was just cooked he was completely cooked um, yeah very sad that he took his gloves off afterwards um yeah Neiman Gracie was in the post limbs so uh, i guess the gracies were there for a couple different reasons uh, how about Johnny Evelyn just Running through Anatoly Tokov, yeah, man. Pretty much winning every round. I, I see a lot of people saying he would give everybody fits at 185 in UFC. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe if he if he fights Alex Pereira, he could probably take Alex Pereira down. But if he gets, you know, easier said than done, I'll say. Uh, but he he is pretty good. I don't think there's anybody over there like even remotely close to to competing with him at 185. No. so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, maybe uh, maybe get Kevin Holland, maybe Stevan Kevin Holland, give him a big deal. See what he can do over there. I'm not sure. Um,
0: yeah, Brennan Ward. How about,
1: how about Brennan Ward? Yeah. Um lo- love the guy. You know, battling addiction took him ten years to get sober, and now he's he- he's in here taking souls. Uh, beat the shit out of Sabah Hamasi after taking some shots himself in the first yeah. first round. Uh, improves the 12 and six under the Bellator banner three fight winning streak. I I don't know what's next for him at 170.
0: Who knows? I mean, who even is that Well Who's the 170 champion there?
1: Uh, I believe it is. Uh, it's not Musasi. He was at <laughs> 185. Is it? Um... God damn it! I should know.
0: I, I really can't think of it. It's that's what's...
1: it's uh it's it's the undefeated Ukrainian fellow. I don't know his name. It's not Logan Storley. It's the guy that lost to Logan Storley. I know that doesn't help.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to pull this up real quick just because...
1: Yaros, Yaroslav Amasov. Amosov. That's right. That guy's an yeah. animal, too. He's, yeah, he's pretty scary. He's 26-0. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty decent division. Um, where's he at? He's not in the top 10, so he probably will be in the top 10 after that. Um, maybe give him uh, Douglas Lemer or Jason Jackson. Not really too worried about matchmaking for El Bellator, but...
0: <laughs> and they have post-limbs.
1: Yeah, post-limbs. They're a thing, which probably shouldn't be a thing ever. No, but, you know, you really shouldn't Larkin be a with, thing a nasty elbow knockout against this Russian fella. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but he like kind of he was holding him, and then he kind of like uh, brought him introduced into him, the elbow. Yeah,
0: introduced him to his elbow.
1: Yeah, and said, here, nice to meet you, and the guy faceplanted. So that happened. Uh, I had Steve Mowry. I had a big bet on Steve Mowry against Ali Isayev and the referee of this fight. Let's see who it was. Let's see. It was Herb Dean. I know people are very surprised that Herb Dean did a terrible job. But Steve Mowry hit this fellow with, like, 30 unanswered shots on the ground. Sure, they weren't, you know, skull breakers. But um, this guy wasn't defending himself. And Herb Dean said, we're going to let it continue. And then it ended in a draw. So thanks a lot, Herb. Appreciate you. Your boy, Max Roshkoff. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Your boy. Um, Yeah, my (laughs) boy.
0: Your fucking boy. Our boy.
1: Our boy. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't work. He's now 0-2 in Bellator and UFC. Uh, it, it was like a very odd finish. Like He got hit by... Chris Gonzalez is pretty good, too, also. That was a very bad warm-up fight, if that's what it was. He hit him with his one shot, and Max Roshkov's one leg buckled. And then he got hit with another thing. and His whole body buckled. And it was just... It was sad to see. I'll say that. Um, Jeff Neal's brother got a win as a yeah, big yeah. underdog against Carl Abrekenton. And Alejandro Lara... Hate to see it. She is now on a like five fight losing streak. She lost to Diana Saragova, the undefeated Russian. Darion, Cal- Darion yeah, Caldwell, man. also Talked another fall from grace. He uh, he opened the card and he lost to Nikita Mikhailov in another fight where he could have won. The similar to the Leandro Higo fight, similar to the Enrique Barzola before the finish, uh, similar to the either of the Horaguchi fights. He just threw it away. And, you know, he's getting older and he's probably done, which is sad because at one point he was uh, pretty, champion, pretty elite. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He also – did he beat – let's see. I will say, no, he didn't beat A.J. McKee, but he did beat Adam Boric and Henry Corrales and Eduardo Dantas and a couple other – you know, Joe Warren back in the day. Uh, so, yeah, very uh, – big fall from grace for Mr. Caldwell and the Bell Tour's own. But that was pretty much it. was all five card. of
0: his last seven. He's lost his last four. Yeah. He's been finished with them. Yeah, he's, he's a feed machine now. And I mean, I think the next one he's going to, I mean, I don't know what they do with him over at Pellator's records. At yeah. Pelotor, you know, it's, he's still 11 and 6. He's <laughs> gained enough uh, good graces, I guess. Former champion and everything, but it's tough to see that, you know, you fall from grace like that. But that's about all I have. We will be back this weekend. We will have a full, full, full breakdown. Of UFC 284? Five? Four? Five? Four? Hello? Hello? You still I here? I'm
1: here. Yeah, I'm sort of. My, my AirPods, I don't, they just oh, no. to stop up work.
0: He's out of gas now, but uh, it'll be uh, UFC 284. There they are. Okay. But so it'll be <laughs> UFC 284 from Perth, Australia. we have 13 fights to talk about. We'll have picks. We'll have everything. And we will be back this weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast.
1: Go Birds.